1: Cheapest people are very um, animated about the Euros this weekend. Neilis has been in touch to say, Joe, if a German footballer goes down, it's because they were tripped. I've never known a German player to dive in the entire history of football. It's because their footwork was so quick that the opposition had no other option but to bring them down. Thanks for that, Neilis. Time now for uh, our virtual Friday morning coffee break and uh, three familiar voices to you over the years here on the Limerick Today show. We have Valerie Murphy of Valerie's Breast Care, Sabrina Amadeo of Tuscany Bistro, including in Castle Troy and other locations, of course, too, and Con Murray, who's currently chair of Treaty United FC. We were just talking about them, but uh, also known through lots of other things, including former chief executive of the council here in Limerick. And you are very, very welcome The three of you. Now, here's one that I'm fascinated by. (laughs) Apparently, there's a security firm across the water that's allowing homeowners to borrow a burglar for the day to help them make their property safe from criminals. This security firm is hiring convicted burglars to go to properties and test the way criminals might be able to gain entry. Valerie, could, could you imagine taking up that service?
0: I actually read it and I thought, at the beginning I was thinking, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why would a burglar be like rewarded with a job, you know, would, would, would have the opportunity to get a job because they had been a burglar? You know, because it said on the, um, you know, on the spec for the job, you must have a, con- a, a conviction. And I thought, that's mental. You know, why would you do that? But then I read a bit more and I, I could actually understand it, strangely enough. Because there's a connection with a charity called Unlock, and the charity is um, helping people who have got criminal records to get jobs. And they might only have, you know, um, they might have made one mistake in their life, but maybe they have an eye for, you know, things like this. So it didn't seem as crazy as I thought.
1: Right. Sabrina, how would you feel about a convicted criminal um casing your uh, Tuscany bistros <laughs> for you to oh, see where the hi, flaws sir. were?
2: Hi, everybody. Oh again, like Valerie, when I first read it, I thought it's absolutely insane, but sure they' they they're the massive companies that are using hackers to try and streamline their security I don't know. I think it's a bit of an oxymoron, and I think there's probably a bit of salt in the wound that there's Proposing a 40k salary pro rata to consult. Look, I think everyone deserves a second chance in life. Absolutely, and um I'm sure their insight would be helpful. But from my perspective, I, I certainly wouldn't want to to be getting input from. uh, uh No, for for me personally, I, I certainly wouldn't want to have them in my home. That's me now. i probably want to do a little bit more homework on the company. But sure, look, they've had one and a half million of investment into their business. So they have to be doing something right. I suppose, Joe, as well, my background, uh, having, having been, uh, you know, grown up in South Africa, I'm very security conscious. Um, and I think so many people in Limerick are as well. You know, there were, I think, 16,000 burglaries in Limerick in 2019, and the majority of those were in Dublin. And people are fairly vigilant and, and cautious and careful. But I, I don't think I'd be 100% comfortable myself, uh, no, yeah.
1: It's an interesting one. I, I mean, normally the security firms that I'm aware of would use X-Guard-E, um uh, to um, do this sort of work rather than this one. Talking about paying pretty good money, as you yeah. say, for two or three, three days of consultancy work to convicted burglars. What do you think, Con? Joe, uh, the first thing I saw is I, I
3: had to
1: check the date. I was in case was the 1st of April.
3: And then the first thing that occurred to me was, "Do I want the one that was caught, or do I want the one that got away <laughs> yes,
1: yes, very good <laughs> point
3: so, uh, no joe i, I think I, I I agree with what the lads are saying that look everyone requires a second chance, and there is, there is a, an unusual uh, skill set that's achieved, but um I don't think we're ready for it just yet, Joe. Don't think so.
1: But Sabrina makes an interesting point, Con, that, you know, it is happening in the online world where people who were master or um, mistress hackers yeah. end up being employed, sometimes even by governments and huge firms to find the flaws in their security systems.
3: I uh, know there's, there's a logic to the skill sets. There's no doubt about that. And, and people have applied themselves in so many different ways. And unfortunately, let's say it was taken down the wrong path. That's not taken away from their eye or, the, or their ability. And and if it can be brought back in and given someone a decent opportunity, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it's just the the way it was portrayed, perfectly honest, and the way it's being sold, I just have a question mark in my head. Actually, it reminds me of the Italian job, the most recent mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where I, I think the, the, the lady involved, Becky, wherever it was, she was actually testing out the systems. So maybe people are watching you not know, too much TV.
1: Yeah, it reminds me, I was reading a book when I was off a couple of weeks ago, a really interesting book by a guy called Pat Nevin, um, a former footballer, and really interesting book. <laughs> he said he played for one club in England, and he was in the rather plush kind of boardroom area, and there were people milling around, and some guy came over to him, and he said, oh, Pat, you're playing really well, oh, we're delighted with you, or whatever. You know, I hear you're into opera, and Pat said, I am into opera. Would you like a couple of tickets for Pavarotti? And the man says, oh, I, I would, That's Absolutely, I'd love those tickets. I, you know, no problem. Um, uh, I do the houses of rich people up in Scotland. I can get you a couple. And and he's, what do you do there? No, I mean I do them. I rob them. And I saw a couple. I can go back and get them for you. So these are the, the way burglars think. It's just part maybe of their day to day activity in their heads. I don't know. But anyway, um, Sabrina, the, the whole concept of. And um, kids and how long kids should stay in the house as they go into adulthood. And is there a moment at which adult children should be told it is time to leave?
2: It's, a, it's an interesting question. And I would have probably given you a different answer a few years ago. But as I sit today, I mean, my kids are 26 and 21. And obviously they're both left home uh, and they're doing their own thing, which is which is wonderful and normal. Um, but a few years ago, I would have given my left arm to boot them out the house and have my have my independence and my time back to myself. Today, I would do anything to have them back home. Um, it's 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 a tricky one. Years ago, I would have booted them booted them out. Today, I would do anything to have them back. The empty nest syndrome is is really tough.
1: Right, but, but is uh, is that a rose tinted glasses thing, Sabrina? That if they actually were back in the house, you'd be throwing them out fairly quickly.
2: again? I don't think so. I think that I, I think I would ignore the 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 kitchen being messy. I would ignore the the the, the, the untidiness and all the irrelevant little things that I probably got annoyed about years ago. Um, I think today, especially after a year and a half of COVID. I appreciate time with my family and my kids, and now I've got a gorgeous grandson. Um, No, I think my attitude would be different. I'd I'd, I'd do anything to have them home. Uh, Your point is valid on a full-time basis. Perhaps not. And I think we get to a stage where we do want our peace and quiet. But at the end of the day, for me personally, it is about family. That's what life is about. Um, And I miss them terribly. I, I, I would. So I almost wish I had this attitude years ago when they were still home. Really? Um I would have them both home in a heartbeat.
3: That's no problem.
1: Uh Valerie?
0: Um, right. mine are a bit younger and um I'm actually hiding its moments from them all and they've all got friends here as well. So um there's a lot of noise in the background. <laughs> so um no, anybody that would like to take mine, please ring me today. <laughs> you can have them. <laughs> so um yeah, actually the last time I was on we were talking about, you know, schools and it was like whether the schools would reopen after Easter and I thought, My God, if the schools don't open after Easter I'm going to crack up. Um you know, that's all I could think about. Um, and look, it's been lovely having them, obviously. And you know, they're aged 11, um, how old are they? Um, 10, 11, and 13. So, um, no, I'm, um, I'm all about letting them go. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm not really. I'm, I'm very like, much like Sabrina, and I love them, and they're great. And I, but there is a time where they should go, definitely.
1: What yes. time is that? I mean, is that, is that about 14?
0: <laughs> I think it depends on the size of your house as well. You know, I mean, like, I do know, like, people who, who um, have a load of kids, and with COVID, and you're all on top of each other, that's really hard. You know, and especially if you're in an apartment, for example. I mean, it must be really hard mm-hmm. and you want to let them go when they're ready to go. But I mean, look, I left home at 18, but I kept coming back. You know, I was like a boomerang. I kept coming back to my parents' house um, and going again. And it was lovely having that time with them as an adult as well and living as an adult with them. Um, but I think nowadays people, the kids expect so much. So like we all have Netflix and we have dryers and we have all these things. Whereas when I left home, we'd be lucky to have a microwave. Yeah. You know, so the expectations have changed and also the financial pressure is there and it's more expensive to leave home. So it's it's really a hard one, you know. It's, mm. it's so hard because you don't want your kids to be, you know, in, the, in a place that they, they, they're they not happy. Yes. Um, so it's, it's a really hard one.
1: We're chatting to Sabrina Amadeo, Valerie Murphy and Con Murray on this morning's virtual Friday morning coffee break. Uh, what about you, Con, the right age to kick the kids out?
3: I, I... I have 3 over 30 Joe and I won at 14 so I, I'm of, of a view that it's time to leave the house when you hit your 20s we would have done it as kids ourselves we moved on I, I agree that they have to be looked after and keep close but at the same time they have to get their independence so I'm all for moving out
1: Right so make their mistakes as, as you say and all of that You've got to learn your lessons yeah. Got to learn your lessons Okay Let's move on to this then it's
3: Coming it's coming, coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's
1: coming, it's coming, All right, I'm being ordered to fade that out. Um, uh, of course, this is um, England's um, Euro finals match, the final, against Italy at Wembley on Sunday. Is it breaking through in your life, Valerie?
0: Um is it breaking through is it, to be honest not really I know I'm sorry but time wise just I haven't got time to to, um, to really get into it um, it reminds me so much of the 90s when I hear that you know the, the back then it was so much fun when,
1: that's right because it kind of originated you know, around 96 didn't it when yeah. England were yeah it exactly doing well and the, they were in
0: the Wembley um, that's right that Wembley again yeah so yeah look I will be watching it on Sunday night um, I'll be supporting Italy And, um, yeah, that's as much as I can say, really.
1: You'll be supporting Italy? Yes. And is that just as a reflex, I'm I'm just going to support Italy?
0: Yeah, no, actually, Joe, believe it or not, I'm part Italian. (laughs) Are you really?
1: (laughs) Can you okay, not hear then. The <laughs> I, I'm very sorry. Mi dispiace. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't
0: find out until about a year ago because I did the ancestry DNA and I found out that I'm part Italian. Now, I'm not going to tell you how little. Well, hang on a because... minute. No, is
1: that the same way like we're all related eventually back to Africa? <laughs> no, no, I mean, no. is that what you mean?
0: No, no. I was like kind of something like very high percent limerick, and then there was a small bit that was Italian and Belgian. So I'm hanging on to that for dear life. My t- my kids actually think I'm very exotic because I've got Italian. Um, so look, you should be talking to Sabrina now more than me. Well, well,
1: I, I, will, I will in a second, but like, it always fascinates me that when people do these and we've all done them, you know, we always end up being connected to Italian royalty, you know. It's, it's
0: well that. no I'm not. Well like maybe I am, I don't know, I didn't go that far, but um, <laughs> But look there's a bit of Italian there so I'm just supporting Ita- Italy. I am,
2: I'm going for Italy, oh, yeah. Jeepers. And
0: we keep for
3: just
2: Forza Italia, Forza Italia, Forza Viva Italia, Escitera
1: Viva Italia, et viva Italia, Escitera? what am I going to do on this show on Monday when I can't play those things anymore? I, I, just, I just don't know. Um, well, Sabrina, I mean, you've explained you're South African. Do you have Italian connections?
2: Absolutely. I was born in South Africa, but my mother and father are Italian. I spoke Italian before I spoke English, and it's, it's funny you played that song because the two words that I have is forse Italia. Uh, I'm all about this lesson on Sunday. I like Valerie, I haven't watched a lot of the games. I've watched uh, some of the highlights. Um, but it's been very exciting, and the semi final was just incredible. I mean, and it's lovely to see thousands of people globally, like talking about something other than damn COVID, and to see the positivity, and to see the jubilation and excitement. And it, it's, I think, it's been a great distraction. I really have. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'll definitely be watching the game.
1: Yes, one of the things I like about this show is that we have listeners all over the place. We have Limerick people listening uh, in the likes of England. Uh, I know we had people listening to our hurling commentary last week from as far away as Egypt. But we also have lots of people from different wow. nationalities living here in Limerick who listen to the show. And Leonard has been in touch, 0861239595, to say, Joe, I'm Welsh, so I can speak to you in an unbiased way. Can you? Can you really? Um, is that, uh, probably, uh, sorry. Probably not. Um, I, I've seen some rugby matches where it seems as though it's fairly <laughs> hot and heavy between Wales and England. But anyway, um, look, why do so many of you move to England if you hate them so much? Why do you watch English TV channels, Corrie or other soaps? Why do Irish footballers move to England to play? It's a bit two faced, Leonard Reckons. What do you think, Con Murray? You're a soccer man, you're a chair of Treaty United FC, yep. having a great season.
3: Oh, we are, and I thought when you said it was coming home we were, you were talking about treaty there, but <laughs> the, the euros have have dominated our life here in the house now for for the last literally the last month, and at the beginning now, between the three of us, the young lad took France and took England, and I took Italy, purely based on football. Okay. But to be perfectly honest now, I would like to see England win it um, I, I I think they deserve it at this stage i i 'd have no qualms about the fact that um the issues that go around it. And and I think you're quite right. Look, we support everything that's there. There's a close relationship there. Oh, don't get football, me in trouble. Football.
1: It was Leonard from Wales who <laughs> said those things.
3: <laughs> and I will, Joe, I, I, I know it secretly you like to see the right thing done. In this particular case, um, sometimes the, the, what goes around it drives you crazy. But let's be honest, if Ireland were in the final on, on Sunday... This place would be painted every colour of of, of green. Mm. We'd be celebrating everything we possibly could. And there'd be songs sung that were never heard of in our lives. So give them credit where credit is due. I think football-wise, I think they actually uh, are the better side. I like Italian football, but I think on this occasion, England have it. Um, And if they don't do it this time, we'll never see it.
1: Well, um, as we know, Harry Kane, who star striker his grandmother is from Limerick, um, uh, and we also know that two of the England players um, uh, played for Ireland underage, isn't that right? Um, Declan Uh, Rice and Jack Grealish, for example. Um, and, and lots of other connections as well. But at the same time, there are strong Italian connections in Ireland as well, you know. And uh, oh, we yeah. were only talking to Raff Rocca in the last hour uh, of Sporting yeah. Limerick and his parents can't wait. They came here in the 70s and uh, we know lots of others as well. So it's it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if we'll be neutral, but we'll certainly be fascinated.
3: <laughs> I don't think it's possible to be neutral, to be perfectly no. honest. I think we're all swayed one way or another and that's what makes it fascinating. that's what really the excitement is about and to be honest I don't think we've missed a match here it's been fabulous football
1: it has and the one thing that we've learned um, and God knows it came very close unfortunately to being a life or death issue with the Ericsson incident at the start of the Euros but the one thing I think we've learned the last 18 months is it's fantastic it's sport at its best it fills us it motivates us But it isn't life or death. So let's just see how it all goes. Exactly. Uh, Um, exactly. uh, But let's take a quick look, because we're going to be talking much more about it. And we have um, tweeted and and put on at live95.ie a debate we had on the directly elected uh, mayor um, uh, yesterday. Uh, We voted for it in a referendum to have one. And now they're trying to work out what powers it'll have. Uh, And there's a fair bit of criticism out there. Uh, John Moran has been very critical in a column this week. Stephen Kinsella of UL, well-known academic, not happy either. There are others too. Um, Valerie, do, does it mean anything to you? Because, I mean, you, we will be asked to vote for who's going to be the mayor probably next year.
0: Um, yeah, you know, um, I have a question, actually. You know how this, this particular mayor, he's going to be there for eight years, whoever he is. Or she, is, is she or he, right? Um, eight years is an awful long time, isn't it, for, for a term? Isn't that a huge commitment? I just, I was so surprised to see that.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, I think that's the initial term, and it's got to do with when the election would be versus when uh, the next local elections are due, which is twenty twenty four. The terms thereafter will be slightly shorter, but they can okay. you can but you can go for two terms. It's a bit like the U.S. president.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't you be like with 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 the president? I mean, it's like you're 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 voted in again as an election. But when I was reading about this, it said from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty nine. I just thought that's an awful long time for one person to be in a. Position where mm. there is significant powers
1: and well, w- you know, will, will will there be though, Sabrina? I mean, this seems to be the big debate now. What we voted for is the people of Limerick by a majority, and what we may end up with after the election next year is is a point of real controversy. now.
2: well, it is controversial, and I suppose you do have people on on, on both sides. And you know, I think it's it's all about understanding it a little bit more. And I'm not too sure people do. I think people definitely need to understand what power the directly elected mayor will have and the um, budget's around it as well. I think those are the two key questions, really. I, I suppose Con's probably more versed in... in right, answering well, 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 let's...
1: I, I, now, now, to be fair to Con, clearly it's a little bit complicated for him. He's a former chief executive mm-hmm. of the council yeah, exactly. and, and all that. But just generally, Con, what are your yeah. thoughts?
3: Um, I, I think, first of all, this issue of power. Power is vested in, in the office. It's not vested because of law because all my years' experience in in terms of either the office I held or indeed the fine people I worked with as mayor of Limerick, you could pick up the phone and call people. The office is respected, and its leadership is far more important than the fact that they're going through legislation. And what concerns me, I suppose, Joe, is that, and, and of course I had to keep my mouth shut during all the process, it concerns me that we were rushed into this, um, there was a concept of what the mayor should be. I think the Tim O'Connor report is excellent. I think we should have had the report first. I think we should have seen the draft legislation and then put it to the people. I'm, I'm just not sure why we're rushing into something that we thought it was. It's certainly not what, it's going to, what we thought it was going to be. And I don't think it ever was, if, if i was been absolutely honest, because I know how central government works and I know how local government works. And it's going to be a very tough job for any individual where the expectation is going to be enormously high, the resources will be no different, and your authority, which is more important than perhaps the the, the executive power, your authority is still within the framework of the law that you operate. Right. And yeah. like that that's just a fact of life, Joe. So I, I think I think maybe be perfectly honest that uh, we were had just a little bit.
1: All right. Okay. I didn't expect you to say that, yeah. Con. cheapers. I tell you, since you left office, that's, and I know you had to, in fairness, and I for, for very good legal and other reasons when you were CEO of um, the council, you had to uh, keep your powder dry, but you made a very interesting contribution there. And unfortunately, we're just out of time. It was a really great conversation across the board this morning, flew along with the three of you. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Sabrina Amadeo of Tuscany Bistro, Valerie Murphy of Valerie's Breast Care, and Con Murray, who's now Treaty United FC uh, chair, uh, but uh, was formerly CEO of the council. Limerick today with Joe Ash on live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease, hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find
2: out more.